This Family Life News Podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. What sounded like fireworks. They chose to do Uber. Desperate times call for desperate measures. The American people have a chance to really hold their leaders accountable. Did you see his schedule yesterday? There was literally nothing on it. People really in our state felt unsafe. When most of us get sick, we aren't getting tested anymore. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. Shots fired at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. It was a frantic finish in Missouri as thousands ran for their lives. The gunshots happened just minutes after the team addressed the crowd. KCTV reporter Neil Jones. After the rally had broken up, it what sounded like fireworks went off in the middle of the intersection of Kessler and Pershing. He says there were a million people in that crowd. People began to run. There were multiple shots. It sounded like someone set off a string of fireworks. Ten people were injured, but it's unclear if they were shot or they were hurt in the stampede. The Kansas City Police Department issuing a statement saying they do have two armed people detained. In Chicago, Philly, and 40 other cities, it's tough to get a ride today. Ride-sharing workers parking their cars and shutting off their Uber and Lyft apps. A lot of the drivers, they don't make uh, enough. People are struggling. They want higher pay and access to health care. This rider supports their costs. I sympathize only because the cost of living. I mean, look at the prices of rent, food. But this rider says... I mean, I guess I feel bad, but... I mean, they chose to do Uber. It was the voice we wanted to hear after a second hospital stay. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin held a virtual meeting with members of the Ukraine working group today. He insisted the U.S. and its allies will not back down in its support of Ukraine. Standing aside while Ukraine fights for its very existence is not an option. Ukraine will not surrender. And neither will we. Austin, the man running our military, was hospitalized in critical care for a bladder issue. Before that, he was hospitalized for surgery for cancer. On Capitol Hill, House Speaker Mike Johnson is defending the GOP's decision to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Desperate times call for desperate measures. We had to do that. He has abdicated his responsibility, he's breached the public trust, and he's disregarded the laws Congress has passed. The impeachment now heads to the Senate. They are not likely to convict and remove him from office. Jerry Baker's with the Wall Street Journal. While I'm not in favor of using impeachment to send messages or make political signals, I do think it's necessary that the American people have a chance to really hold their leaders accountable for what I really do think is one of the gravest failures of policy uh, by any administration in years. The Senate trial's expected to get underway before the end of the month. Democrats are celebrating Tom Suozzi's election win in New York. Here's House Caucus Leader Pete Aguilar. Placing someone in that seat with the dignity uh, to solve problems and to work in a bipartisan way to get things done rather than a sideshow that was George Santos. Santos was expelled last year for lying to Congress and misusing campaign funds. More questions than answers when it comes to President Biden's mental fitness. He refused to take questions during a White House event yesterday, and it's got critics wondering if he's up to snuff when it comes to running the country. Did you see his schedule yesterday? There was literally nothing on it outside of 
out of lunch with Kamala Harris. Media critic Joe Concha. This is a president who's like a remote control car, completely controlled and driven by others in terms of when and when he cannot speak to reporters and therefore the American people. He had three solo press conferences in 2023. Donald Trump had 35 in his final year in office. Biden's mental acuity has become a campaign issue in the 2024 race for the White House. In Des Moines, Iowa, there was a huge turnout on Tuesday for and against new legislation that defines the terms man and woman in state law. Hundreds of protesters showed up, many saying it is an attempt to erase the LGBTQ community and paint trans people as predators. It will place people in the line of fire. But supporters are calling it the Women's Bill of Rights. This bill will protect girls and women across Iowa. That report from Allison Keyes in Des Moines. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds says she'll sign the measure if it reaches her desk. And millions of Americans will be sending or receiving flowers to celebrate Valentine's Day today, but spending money on a bouquet of roses can be costly. According to recent data from Finance Buzz, the average price for a dozen long-stem red roses in the U.S. is about $89. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, Gillibrand on deck in the next election, fighting retail theft in biological bathrooms in PA. But first, weather with Kevin Williams. A tranquil, cold, mostly starlit night is ahead. Low temperatures dropping toward 20. Tomorrow, early sunshine and turning cloudy. It'll become windy in the afternoon, especially near Lake Erie, and those winds continue into the night with rain and snow. High temperatures tomorrow, 30s, and low 30s for high temperatures on Friday with some leftover light snow and lake effect flurries. Another system bears watching for Saturday. It could focus on areas from Pennsylvania on south. Thank you, Kevin. Checking stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. About an hour ago, the New York Democratic Committee nominated Kirsten Gillibrand for another term in the U.S. Senate, first appointed by Governor Patterson in 2009 to replace Hillary Clinton after she was nominated for Secretary of State. Gillibrand is seeking her third term in the U.S. Senate. In her last re-election in 2018, she received 67 percent of the vote. New York Republicans will meet in Binghamton next week to hold their party's state statewide nominating convention. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has proposed a major expansion of resources to fight retail theft. She just wrapped up a press conference this afternoon. People really in our state felt unsafe. There was this unease, this uncertainty. I knew this had to change. I didn't need a memo to tell me that this was not going to be the status quo in the great state of New York any longer. Her plan, federal, state and local cash, resources, analysis and data sharing. She tripled the money to communities from nine to thirty five million, strategically placed crime analysis centers throughout the state and processed ninety five thousand requests to share data between towns and the towns in the state. Seventy thousand small businesses in New York generate forty five billion in revenue every year unless, Hochul says, people buy online to stay safe. Dialing back isolation, changes to CDC COVID isolation guidelines could be coming soon as the four-year anniversary of the COVID-19 outbreak approaches. Dr. Becky Lawson works in Erie, Pennsylvania. The reality that when most of us get sick, we aren't getting tested anymore. We are staying home because we have symptoms and we are not super worried. Is it flu? Is it RSV? Or is it COVID? We're managing our symptoms and 
then we are, you know, returning to work or school when we are healthy again. The CDC could lower the isolation period from five days to 24 hours if you don't have a fever. Does it really reduce harm enough that we're actually protecting the public? Do they have a lot of science backing up some of the decisions that they're making? Or is this just kind of this gradual hazard reduction? We're going to do the best that we can. The CDC will put out new guidelines this spring for public comment and then finalize them in the summer. A Pennsylvania school board is backtracking on its decision to require students to use the bathrooms and locker rooms based on their biological sex. This dad says the vote is a violation of his daughter's privacy rights. You've done a huge disservice to many women many families, many daughters. By a vote of six to three, the Perkiomen Valley School District rescinded a policy from four months ago. That policy required transgender students to use single-use restrooms. Several parents accused the school board of putting students' safety at risk with this new bathroom policy. The New York Independent Redistricting Commission will vote tomorrow on a new-look congressional map for the 2024 presidential election. Family Life's Jeremy Miller reports. It's a big step in the ongoing redistricting battle that could decide control of the U.S. House. The panel will also have to vote on sending the new versions of those maps to the legislature, which will have to approve them. But those proposals have not been made public yet. The new lines will have long-lasting ramifications for New York and the country going into this year's elections and potentially for the next decade. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. New York's move over law will be expanding at the end of March. At that time, you'll have to slow down and move over for all disabled vehicles, not just ones with flashing lights. Here's AAA's Dan Fisher. People need to remember, too, just how fast something can happen. It's not, you know, it's not because you checked your phone for half a second that everything's because it was only half a second. It it really can be milliseconds um, between life and death. Under the new expanded move over law, motorists must slow down 10 to 20 miles below the speed limit, even if it's just for a passenger vehicle. Originally, the move over law just applied to emergency crews, law enforcement and construction workers. And what if not getting what you want is exactly what God wants? Family Life's Martha Manikas Foster does a deep dive on this week's edition of Inside Out. Let's listen in. This kind of thinking that God makes a bargain with us, that he has an obligation to us, is it rooted in something that the church has taught or failed to teach mm. about living as disciples of Jesus? We have to distinguish, in, and this is, this is critical for somebody who, is, who has experienced what you're talking about. Somebody, somebody who's walked through a divorce, and they, they, they're like, where were you, God? Uh-huh. They lost a child. Uh, they lost a job. They, they didn't experience the healing that they thought would happen. These, these sorts of things. Right. We, have to, we have to be very careful to distinguish between did God let me down or did my expectations of God let me down? Uh We've got to be cautious to not assume that God and our expectations about God are the same same exact thing. Mm -hmm. AJ, would you talk about how not getting everything we desire is actually a gift? I have grown the most in my spiritual journey with Jesus in places where I have not gotten everything I want. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm trying to say is, I don't grow in the great times. I grow in the times when I'm mad that I didn't get what I want God to do. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I, I can't help but think it's connected. That the one thing Jesus is is wearing on the cross is what a crown of thorns. Thorns, and that, and that there's this just little hint in Genesis three that, that the land it will produce thorns. 
Mm-hmm. But don't forget those thorns. They will be for you. Mm-hmm. And the ultimate picture of the thorns is it is for us. That's the Reverend Dr. A.J. Swoboda, author of The Gift of Thorns. You can listen to the whole Inside Out feature online as a podcast at familylife.org slash news podcasts. It's time next for tonight's market report brought to you by Faithward Advisors. Wall Street is closing with stocks higher. This comes after a major sell-off yesterday due to a hotter than expected inflation report. The Dow Jones Industrial Average had its worst day since March on Tuesday. At the closing bell today, the Dow rose 151 points, ending at 38,424. The S&P 500 gained 47, ending at 5,000. And the Nasdaq gained 203 points, ending at 15,849. Faithward Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm. To find out more, go to faithwardadvisors.com. Happy Valentine's Day. Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Faith and Finance Minute. To many, Valentine's Day is a beautiful tradition. To others, it's a holiday invented by florists and greeting card companies. But surveys show more than half of Americans will celebrate it today, spending nearly $26 billion. But you don't have to break the bank to show someone you care. Instead of a $7 card, give a sincere handwritten note. Draw a few hearts on it. It'll be the one your special someone keeps. Instead of a dozen and roses costing $80, give a single rose with a note saying, you're my one and only. And instead of dinner at an expensive restaurant, try a romantic dinner for yourselves at home. You're guaranteed to have the best table in the house and reservations are easier to come by. Manage your finances wisely with the easy-to-use FaithFi app. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance from your app store or learn more at faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, the teenager that started a ministry with Legos. But first, one last check of weather with Kevin Williams. Here is your Family Life Regional weather forecast. Clear to partly cloudy and cold tonight, the low around 20. But teens in some of the normally colder rural valleys. On Thursday, ending up cloudy after early sunshine. Rain and snow showers in the afternoon and evening. It'll become very windy Thursday afternoon in areas close to Lake Erie. High temps, 30s and low 40s. Chillier air and little lake effect will follow on Friday, but minimal amounts. High temperatures in the lower 30s. Another system bears watching for Saturday. It could focus on areas from Pennsylvania on south. Final tracking is still to be determined. We'll keep our eyes on it. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Finally, at five, Lego Ministry. A teenager in California has started collecting Lego sets with missing pieces and rebuilding them into new kits that he's designed. So these are all the donated bricks that we haven't sorted through yet. Then he gives them away to charities, kids in hospitals, foster children, families in crisis and children in poverty. Every brick has the opportunity to get kind of like another life and that every person who wants Lego has access to that. 17-year-old Charlie Jeffers is head of his own nonprofit. It's called Pass the Bricks. He came up with the idea after noticing so many of those beloved tiny pieces were ending up in a landfill. Might as well reuse what we have instead of making more. He told NBC it means collecting hundreds of donations, sanitizing the Legos, designing new sets, and giving them to children in need. What started as a small way to give back to his community is being built in more ways than he could have imagined. Charlie now has volunteers in 38 cities around the world collecting 1,500 pounds of bricks and donating 3,500 sets. Did you think it would be so big? I hoped, but I, I didn't know. It's been 
I mean, awesome. For Charlie, the message is simple. Bring joy to children. I definitely always feel that same joy when I build. If even, you know, one kid that gets one of these sets can feel that same thing. I think that's all I need. That's awesome. One teenager's repurposed passion. To take part, check out the nonprofit Pass the Bricks. And that is the world that we live in for Wednesday, Valentine's Day, the 14th of February. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Thank you for listening to this Family Life News Podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.